Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic starting now. Today on season four of Exploring the Prophetic, I'm so excited about this because I asked Greg and Michelle Haswell, who are pastors in Atlanta, Georgia, to share some of their spiritual journey because I want to give you guys faith and help you to relate to people who left everything, South Africa, the country they're from, to come to America to plant a church in Atlanta, but also to pastor and be a resource center to many other pastors and leaders in the body of Christ. They call themselves uh, people with an apostolic mandate, which is really profound when you hear it from them because it's not like a takeover mandate or like a dominating mandate. It's actually really to serve people and help people to become more. And they fully believe in the prophetic. They both hear God really, really, really clearly. And they've taken great risks from what they've heard. And in season four, one of the things we're going to do every single episode is we're going to ask people, have you ever not heard God or missed it? Or has someone missed it for you? And how did you handle your heart? So stay tuned at the end of the episode, where you're going to hear them share about something that happened to them that involves not hearing God correctly or missing it. Because I think we need to hear from mature people what it looks like sometimes when we get it wrong or when someone gets it wrong towards us and how to rebuild your credibility and faith towards the prophetic. We want to really go after hearing God and keeping our heart as open as possible. You guys don't want to miss this. It's amazing. Stay tuned. I love to create resources that really empower you. And I created a book called Breakthrough, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, which is all about God's name of breakthrough biblically in the Bible and how we are in a breakthrough moment, a moment that we need God to bring a sudden change in our lives, in our governments, in our finances, in our health. And this book is perfect for you because you're going to go through about 11 or 12 different areas of prophesying over yourself, praying for your life, and declaring the word over your situation and it will bring you breakthrough because God always promises to partner to our prayers and declarations that are biblical based. Plus the prophecies themselves came at a deep time of prayer and meditation with God where he spoke these to me and I wrote them in the book form so that you can wrap your heart and your spirit around it. Along with breakthrough, we also have provision, which is the second book in the series, all about prophecies, prayers, and declarations about bringing God as a provider into your life. For every destiny, there's a resource and a provision from heaven for you right now. But we have a special on these books. There's a bundle at only our website, www.bowlsministries.com, just for you. I want to encourage you to get breakthrough and provision now. It's going to help you to rein in 2021 and live in 2021 and the way that you want to. I'm gonna encourage you to get this bundle for you or the people you love, especially if you need well-crafted, constructed prayers that help bring spiritual intelligence about how to use the word of God and the prophetic words you're getting right now. Well, Greg and Michelle Haswell, I'm so glad you guys are on <laughs> the podcast today. <laughs> Greg and Michelle, I just told everybody who you are, you know, pastors of Northern Church in uh, Norcross, mm -hmm. Georgia. But what's really cool is that you guys are from somewhere else originally, and people are going to know that by your <laughs> accents right away. Well, yeah. hello, yeah. welcome. 
Thank you so much. So good to be with you. We are honored to be on your podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. We call this the the, the original Southern accent. So <laughs> That's the deep amazing. South. Yeah. yeah, originally the deep, South deep, Africa. Deep South. That's yeah. right. And uh, I loved it because right after I had gone to South Africa, you guys had me come and speak on a video uh, interview to your church about the prophetic, which was so amazing. Thanks mm-hmm. for that opportunity. But oh, when we, we were talking, it. I could just hear some of the depth of what God's put inside of you guys. And I'm really excited to get to some of the stories because you guys, I mean, it's a big move to go from South Africa to becoming pastors in Georgia of all places, which I love. I love Georgia so much. (laughs) And tell us about that. Like, what was that move? I, you know, we were, we were, um, we were in the church just in the middle of revival uh, and exploding and, uh, the Lord began to, we, we, we began to run out of grace, which is the weirdest thing because you're in the middle of mm-hmm. the, every pastor's dream. And it, wow. yet the two of us were running out of grace for, for the place. And, and the Lord began to speak to us. And so I had a dream one night of the continents of the world as one landmass, saw them split up mm. and move around the globe as we know the map. And I, and I woke up sitting up with the Lord saying, shift continents. And the, I never oh remember gosh. dreams up, in, you know, up until that stage, but it really shook me. And so the next morning I said to Michelle, I, I think the Lord's calling us to shift continents. And she said, yeah, he's been talking to me about that for about six months now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a very common term. I mean, that's really yeah. specific. What yeah, did that mean yeah. to you guys? Well, I think we knew it wasn't Africa, which was very strange because we had no idea that we would move anywhere else. So we literally took a world map. That's how the journey started. It was a yeah. three-year process from the time that Greg had the dream to the time that we left our current church at the time. But we literally took a world map and said, Lord, where do you want us? And then it was a process of multiple confirmations that we were to come to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And it, wow. it took us the took us the three years because we had grown up in a in a in a very large we started in a 14,000 seat, 14,000 people on a Sunday. And, well, you know, we, that was our model. And so we were, we'd planted out of that church and we're growing another mega church. And uh, in that model, you build towards yourself. There's usually a charismatic leader at the top and, you know, mm. they build the team around them. And when the Lord spoke to us to shift and leave, we, under, we began to understand an apostolic lifestyle and had to realize we had to learn how to build church differently. We had to learn how to build away from ourselves. Uh, wow. and hand over and give away authority and, and train up other leaders. And so it, it just took it, uh, you know, we could have done it quicker, but it took us three years just to figure all that stuff out. No, that's actually incredibly fast. I mean, I think that when people hear oh, the word um, apostle and apostolic model and stuff, they think of some megachurch pastor and that's beautiful too. Like what people yeah. have done and sure. the Joel yeah. Osteens or TD Jakes or whoever. Yeah. And they think of like, wow, they're an apostle because they built this incredible structure. And there's some truth in that. But then when you look at how God's doing something right now, the work of an apostolic church is totally different. How would you define that in the context of your church? Yeah, well, I, th- I think the, the understanding of an apostolic, um, uh, bringing, bringing the government of God, bringing the order of God to earth, right? The, the apostle in the Greek concept was the general left behind to establish Greek culture. And the Romans took it over and then the church built that. So that, uh, that, that person with the authority to to create the order, the structure, to create uh, heaven as it you know exists in, in on earth, and uh, someone given that authority, and to be apostolic, to look beyond ourselves, um, to create that in a church um, is an important piece. And it, if you start thinking that way, God usually sends His best, which means that you raise up you know really really good people 
but then you're going to have many times where you stand on the beach and weep because this will be the last time we see each other because God has <laughs> raised you up and released you to some, somewhere else. So that idea that, wow. that we're not trying to build a single location and hold all the talent here, we're actually called to equip people to release them to, to create the kingdom of God on the earth. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very different mindset for us. It certainly took us a while to learn that. Yeah. But that, that idea that wow. God will raise up great people and that the primary role of it, you know, as, as apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, it, the first thing is to equip others. And so it's not to, it's not to shine or to perform, but to equip others to shine and perform. Mm. So, you know, it's been it's an so interesting, interesting because I bet you most of our listeners have been impacted by a wonderful church or a wonderful group of people who didn't know that principle. And so you have the yeah. pastors who raise someone up and they get devastated because they want to move on into something else as opposed to supportive and say, this is exactly what I'm called to do. And it's, yeah. it, it's hard because a lot of times the church uses the term covenant relationship, but they do it in a way that means you're called to serve me forever, or you're called to be with me and yeah. my mandate yeah. forever versus covenant mm-hmm. relationship equals, I'm going to lay down my life and resources and love you and be committed to you. Wh- whether you live here or not, we're doing this for eternity. And, and my heart's with you and, and my, and my, and my passion, my calling is still with you, even if we're not doing it together at the same time. And so it's really interesting. I love, I didn't know we were going to go this direction, but I do want to switch focus a little bit because Mm. you guys are an apostolic prophetic couple. Both of you have this apostolic side where you think of building and people and lives, but you also have this prophetic, like God gives you assignments over government. He gives you assignments over, you know, people's lives. So talk about that, especially Michelle, the Lord did something really specific over 2001. I want to talk about this because people, when disasters happen, like 9-11, People don't always understand what God's doing behind the scenes or that he's with us. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think for, for us, um, you know, our heart is the, the government, in, in government of churches. And I think the most fruit that we've seen is, is prophesying into the government of churches, recognizing wow. government wow. on people and, and confirming their mission. You know, again, the prophetic, such a large part of it is to encourage and and strengthen and so I think if, if we had to look at where the where the grace of God is I think we've seen it on just confirming a church's calling you know what is the purpose of this particular lampstand in this city in this nation um can I can, I jump can in you break there? it down to a specific yes. story yes yeah, let, let me tell you the story because Michelle won't be able to she won't yeah. tell it about herself but I, we we went to a church in Virginia <laughs> and um Michelle uh, just got up and she said, I just feel like the Lord has, 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 uh, I just want to read four verses of scripture to you as I, as I feel like it's a word over the, over the church. But I also want to, um, I just want to say, this is what I feel like the Lord has called this church to. And while she's prophesying, the pastor comes running up on stage and he goes, I've got to stop you. I've just got to stop you. And I was, it's a little awkward. And, uh, so he takes the mic from her in the mid, mid prophecy and he says to the church, what you, what you don't know, what she doesn't know is this Tuesday night passed the elders had finalized, um, we've been working on the mission statement of the church for the last four months. And we finalized it this past Tuesday night. Michelle just prophesied the exact wording of our mission statement. And he said, the, the Lord gave us four verses to conform firm that. And that was the four verses she just read. And so the, the fear of God hits oh the church. Oh, my gosh. And you can feel it. Like the, the awe of God hits the church. And suddenly everybody straight, it was like, Suddenly, everybody realized we're not. This is the will of God for this church. Lord put this lampstand here for this reason, and I and I think that's the beauty of. And I've seen Michelle function in that just amazing ways. Tell some other stories. (laughs) I think um, 
one that was exciting for me and is starting to unfold is we, we minister in Denmark, usually once a year, not this year, but we're in Denmark and the Lord gave me a word for the church. Was it was their mission statement, which was up on the wall in, in Danish, but I can't read Danish. So I didn't realize that at the time. But the Lord started to speak about the expansion. Um, and it's a fairly it was a fairly small church, but the Lord just seemed to be talking about the expansion into the into their own nation and into the Nordic nations. And recently we were on a phone call with them, probably about a month ago, and they've, you know, planted and I think they've planted four churches. And they've recently started a apostolic prophetic network into the Nordic nations, which has just oh, wow. been so exciting to see. I mean, they're just, they're hungry, beautiful, humble people. And, you know, to see this kind of un, unfold, to see this little church birthing this ministry, I mean, they're just outside Copenhagen. Yeah. And it's just been the most beautiful thing to see, you know, just connecting with, with other prophetic voices and really being a, you know, the beginning of a ministry in that nation. So, you know, I think, I think well, there's something about, I love how you guys are. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go mm-hmm. ahead go first, Greg. Go okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just watched with, um, when we first, when Michelle got up and, and began to prophesy in that church, I, I, I didn't have the faith for what she was saying. She was like, you guys are going to double and double again. And you're going to, you're going to, you know, head up the leadership of, of training leaders, uh, church leaders in the nation, and you're going to impact the Nordic nations. And, it, 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 at the time, it was a really small church in a, in a, you know, in a sort of a unfashionable end of the city, and I just didn't have faith for it. And she, she just said, "Like this is this is what the Lord is saying." Such a lovely group of people, though we absolutely love them. Oh, Lord yeah. knitted our hearts with them, and yeah. and and they had they've grown. I mean, they just exploded the church. They've they've the last couple of years they've led a national leadership training thing uh, in Denmark. I think there's hundreds of prophets now in the Nordic Prophetic Network. You know, mm. something wow. exploded, and it, and I think for us, the the watching the Lord <laughs> both uh, breathe promise over people and then fulfill His promise is that, mm. that's just it's just He's just amazing like that. No, I, one of the things I'm just observing, you know, is just how when you're building, especially a ministry, and you have those right words at the right time. I mean, it just yeah. it's everything. It just launches your full faith into saying, God, you chose us to yeah. do this, and Man, we're willing to do it, but we really needed to hear from you, so we let yeah. we give our lives for this. Yeah. And uh, have you guys ever had someone do that for years? You've done it for lots of people. Has has there been a point in time where you needed to hear God and God came through from someone, maybe a spiritual father, or mother, or prophet? Oh yeah, I think um, we've had a few words where you know the Lord has spoken to us personally. We felt like the Lord said, "I want you to be a resource church," mm. and at the time we. You know, we had our own you know teachings that we'd done and things, but we hadn't really thought beyond that. And then we had a number of prophetic voices come in and just say, "We feel like the Lord is calling you to be a resource church." And it was such a confirmation for us that it launched us into you know being very deliberate about developing resources. Wow! So and, and trusting God, you know, both um, as material and finances to be able to give out. But it was such a confirmation. So. I think we are we are passionate about what the prophetic does, you know, how it launches, how it confirms. And I, I just think it's such a demonstration of the love of the Father to to his bride. You know, when he just comes alongside and says, Yes, you know, you you're hearing my voice. This is what I've got for you. I think that's what we we love part, you know, participating in that, but 
and also receiving that. So, yeah, we've got a number of stories. We've yeah. just brought in amazing confirmations and things. So, yeah. I was, uh, I was at Bible college and I, I, I really didn't want to shepherd people. I wanted to be a Bible teacher. I, I was like, I'm going to fly in, teach the word and then fly out. And uh, all the shepherding stuff, not for me. And uh, we had a prophet father in the, in the house and uh, he, he prophesied to me. He said, you've said in your heart, I will be a Bible teacher. But the Lord says, no, I'm going to make you a shepherd. And, um, and then he prophesied over Michelle and he said, you know, you're, you, you, you sing often to the Lord in, in prophetically and the Lord's going to start using you. And I was so ticked with him. I went home on the, in the car on the way home. We were engaged. And I said to Michelle, that, what a, that guy missed badly. I mean, he just, because I didn't want to hear that I had to shepherd people. And, uh, and, and I said, like, like he prophesied over you that you sing. And, and I'm sure I was at that stage quite shy. And I'd never heard her sing. And she goes, oh, I sing to the Lord often. And, and that, that even ticked me off more because now, like, I had to face the fact that he'd, he'd read my mail and, you know, he'd, he'd whispered um, some of the things that I'd whispered in my heart. And he just said, that's what the Lord, you know, you've said this in your heart, but the Lord says no. And it, and it impacted us. It changed, it changed the focus and <clears throat> made a massive difference to us. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that so much. I think I, that's what we're looking for, even when people are thinking about what does the prophetic look like? That's one of the big questions mm-hmm. people ask us all the time, especially when we're listening to podcasts. Like, why mm-hmm. do I want this? And I love that your story is a mature story. It's not, it's not just a starter story. It's like this is a picture of when we hear from God, how we get positioned. And here you had that original dream of the continents going apart, you guys are going to shift yeah. continents. And I think a lot of times people get these huge, massive words from God. And here you're in South Africa and you end up moving to Atlanta from basically that seed of a word <laughs> begins yeah. to transform your lives so that you can transform many lives. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of when God speaks. I think we're not anticipating how far he can take us, especially based on our own limitations mm. or, or, or what we do have or don't have. It has to be multiplied by God to get to where he wants us to go. And I love that. So one of the okay. stories that I really think is important was the 9-11 story. And Greg, you had a word uh, in, in an experience mm. with God. And I think that the experiential nature of God, when we experience his heart or his compassion, his empathy, his heart, anything about him, it helps to mm. form people's perspective and our own caring and friendship with God. And so something mm. happened that I think was significant, Greg, that I want you to share. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I was in a... Yeah. Uh, a, a month before 9-11 happened, we were in a leadership, uh, a church leadership meeting about, uh, I would say, 600 pastors. And I, I'm sitting re- really near the back and we're in a time of worship. And, and the Lord whispered to me and he said, I want you to go and prophesy. Mm. This is a nation dear to my heart. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kind of the foreigner just new to the country. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm sitting with 600 pastors, American pastors mostly. And I was like, I don't, Lord, that's that's semi-embarrassing for me. You know, I, I, I'm sure they know, and that's very simple. And can't you give me something profound? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, uh, but I felt like the Lord just, no, I want you to get up and say, this is a nation dear to my heart. Yeah. And I was like, is there anything else? He goes, nope, that's, that's the whole word. So I, I sort of walked up and uh, said to the guys leading the meeting, I think I have a word from the Lord. And he, uh, he said, okay. And uh, so the, the song, worship song finished, and he hands me the microphone. And I was fine. At the moment, when I took the microphone, I was weeping uncontrollably. Mm. Wow. And it was a strange thing for me because if anybody knows me, I'm not an emotional guy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm really quite rock steady. But 
so I'm, I'm, I cannot speak. I'm weeping. So mm. the guy's leading the meeting who's not watching me at the time. He says to me, speak up. And I'm, and I'm for about 30 seconds, I couldn't say anything. And I sobbed my way through. Mm-hmm. This is a nation dear to my heart, says the Lord. And that's all I could mm. say. And I handed back the microphone and walked back to my chair. And when I got back to my chair, I was perfectly fine again. And it was just strange. You know, at the time, I, I didn't understand it. And nobody in the meeting kind of knew what to do with it. And it was like, well, just a really <laughs> emotional, you know, eight words. And um, a, a month later, the, 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 you know, the guys flew the planes into the Twin Towers. And, and then we began to hear this response from the church about this is God's judgment on America. This is, you know, a response to particular sins or, or so, all of that. And what yeah. began to well up in our hearts was, mm. no, no. This is a nation dear to my heart, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and what's been interesting over the last 20 years, even this year again, what's been resonating so deeply in our spirit, because you hear all these theories and whispers about this and that, and all we can hear in our spirits is this is a nation yeah. dear to my heart, says the Lord. It's been a pretty much, wow. I think, a, an anchor word yeah. for us. You know, as obviously we're, we're praying and we're, we're trusting the Lord with all the things that are happening, but that's kind of been an anchor word. I thought, isn't it interesting that the Lord spoke it so many years ago, but that is his heart. You know, that is his heart for the USA and that hasn't changed. Yeah. So that's been very, very helpful. No, I want to, I love that story. And I I want to go back into, because I think of you guys now living in America for so long (laughs) and how I, I can't help but say it again, the shift continents word and that God chose Atlanta. Why Atlanta? Well, I asked him the same question, actually. <laughs> when I was like, why? Atlanta? We didn't know Atlanta um, at all. But um, when, we, when, we, when I asked the Lord I, before we moved, he said, because I want to give you easy access to the nations. And I didn't mm. realize at the time that this was a, you know, a hub airport. It was a gateway city. Just didn't realize that at all. All I knew is that the Lord said, I want to give you easy access to the nations. and we do have easy access to the nations and we'll have again, I'm sure. But it's so it really was just, I think it was so much bigger than just come here and plant a church, which was huge in itself. And we love where the Lord's planted us, but uh, you know, the Lord has enabled us to have impact with multiple other, other nations fairly easily. So I think that's why he chose Atlanta. And I'm intrigued by the, the, the redemptive purposes of God on a city because Atlanta yeah. was called Terminus before it was called Atlanta. And, and it, you know, it used to have the biggest, before flight, that was the biggest railway junction here in the South. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so the, 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 the calling of God, the purposes of God on this, nation, on this city was always to, to launch people, to send people. Mm. And, and so, you know, uh, even they call them the Sherman Ties because the, when General Sherman came in and, and burned Atlanta, he, he twisted up all the railway tracks because he was trying to break the city. But the redemptive purpose of God on the still busiest airport in the world, God means for something to be released from the city. And so it's just an honor to be part of what he's doing. Yeah. So in a way, you see it as, you know, the spiritual airport <laughs> is active yeah. as go. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love how sometimes there's something in the natural, like you said, a redemptive gift of the yeah. city is that it was one of the languages for it or, or, uh, you know, being able to see what is already in your city and, and, and looking mm-hmm. at the spiritual implications of that is just huge. And I think when people get really open to yeah. hearing God's voice and this journey of the prophetic, they start to go, Oh my gosh, everything around me feels like it's starting to make spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's key. 
Now back to shifting nations, talk about like unpack that a little bit, what it means now to you or shifting continents. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that we've, we've, um, you know, I, I think, uh, we've, we've gone back to Africa more since we've been here in the States in terms of impact and in, and in different nations in Africa. Uh, and, and we, we've been doing a lot of that. And so we're finding the Lord is releasing us from here as a launch pad. And, uh, what's fascinating is, when we go back to Africa, we're the best of both worlds. We're, we're a son of Africa. We were born in Africa. They boast about two things in our meetings. We usually run, you know, uh, leaders meetings, for about five, 500 plus pastors in, in every nation. And they'll wow. brag about these two things. One is that he was born in, or they were born in Africa, but they're from America. <laughs> so it's That's like, awesome. we're, we're, the, we're the magic, you know, we're from, you know, because both of those are highly esteemed. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've seen the Lord's genius in that he, you know, he called us from Africa, but he positioned us here, but we've ministered into many nations in Africa because, uh, because of the platform that he's given us. And then, and then, as Michelle mentioned, various places in Europe and Canada and various other places. So uh, we, we found that uh, for some reason uh, in the Lord's purposes, it's been more advantageous for us to, to travel from here than from where we used to be. So, and also, honestly, easier, of course, on the exchange rate, it's been wonderful that we've been able as a church to support and help build ministry in particular in, yeah. in Uganda, you know, help build the church, help the pastor build a home because it's just easier financially to do it from here. So yeah. that's been a, such a blessing to see, you know, to be able to come alongside and undergird ministries. That's been just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. To be part no, and of I love that us. when there's obedience to the Lord and you guys were called to be a resource center and yeah. it's actually a physical natural resource too. And you had to be positioned in the right place for right. that financial or the, fin- the natural resources to be practical, mm-hmm. which and, I, think I think is, what, I just got yeah. so cl- clever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think what Michelle said earlier, the Lord began to speak to us about being a resource. And so we began to, and we bought some TV, some cameras and some, you know, set up some studios and began to, uh, record. We felt like the Lord said um, right at the first when we started the church, first elders meeting. I remember the Lord said, "I want you to be an eldership that trembles at my word." Yeah. From Isaiah, you know, He said, "This is the one who I'm esteeming." Wow. And uh, and we we began to think about what does it mean to tremble at His word, and that meant when the Lord speaks, we we have a we have an astute uh, honor mm-hmm. of the voice of the Lord, and that's mm-hmm. both His breathed word in prophecy and His preached word in in the pulpit, but. We, we wanted to be an eldership that, that, so we start every elders meeting with, that's number one on the agenda. What has the Lord been saying? Mm-hmm. And so around here, we call it, we govern to the prophetic. We govern to the word of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, because so. it's not our purposes, it's his purposes. And that's part of, you know, you asked what difference does the shift in continent make is when you, when this wasn't your plan, you did, you, we didn't come with an agenda. We said, Lord, what is your agenda? And so that mindset of, oh, Lord, what is it that you're saying to us? And so this governing to the prophetic as an eldership team, as a, as a church leadership. And so we found that that, and when the Lord said, I want you to be a resource church, that we govern to that word, uh, spend some of the budget on that, began to create resources. Michelle and I had felt like the Lord said, I want you to be good custodians of the revelation I gave you. I can't be a custodian of all revelation because that's the Lord, that's the Holy Spirit's job. But, but the <laughs> stuff that he gave to us, right, the, the things that we never heard from any other person, that the whispers we caught from heaven, the Lord said, I want you to be custodians of that. And so we began to capture that's that. beautiful. And uh, once, you know, as we captured that, finished that, uh, I did a 30-part series on foundations. 
and that went into wow. a, within a year went into about over five thousand churches. Michelle, uh, one of the books she wrote had uh, been taken up by um, this, this other group we're part of, and it's traveled into about eighty something nations. Uh, wow. you know, and, uh, it's uh, four pieces of the book, not the whole book. But you know, so one, one of the things we were shocked at is what where the Lord could take our obedience uh, and, and just multiply it, its effect. And it's not been what's been interesting to us. It's not been to the famous places. You know, we're not we're not in the in the we're not in the who's who book. We're in the who's he book. But <laughs> the 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 idea that God is using um, the quiet obedience to His will. That's been that's been one of the most exciting things for us. Wow, that's so good, you guys. Well, on season four, which we're on right now of exploring the prophetic, um, you know, it's such a weird year in 2020, and now we're you know looking yeah. at 2021. And one of the things that a lot of people are dealing with is um, hope deferred or even disappointment in past prophetic words that didn't come true, or even national prophetic words they don't understand. So, have you ever had a time when a prophetic word? maybe that you gave didn't come true or that someone gave you didn't come true. And then how did you handle it in your heart? We're going to ask almost all of our guests this on this season, just so that people could have a prototype for how to rebuild trust and faith and credibility in the prophetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I want to get real personal, we, we struggled for many years with, with infertility and we have a beautiful mm. 28 year old daughter now and a sweet little four year old granddaughter. And um, the Lord's been wow. so kind and faithful to us. But, you know, we had prophetic words about other children. We had lost triplets before our daughter. And um, so we'd oh, gone wow. through the, you know, just the pain of, of that. And, and then we had prophetic words about more children, and that did not, that did not happen in our story. So I think we, we had to come to terms with that. And I think what, we, what we've learned is, you know, in, in the last, one of the things that the Lord so just almost like he just imprinted it on our spirit, I will always be faithful to you. Yeah. And so I wow. think we've, you know, if I could just encourage people, you know, he's always faithful. He's mm-hmm. always good. And I think we've come to realize that we're not going to understand every outcome, but I do know that he's good. So I think that's how yeah. we've, had, we've settled that, you know, that the Lord is always faithful. He's always good. And we don't have, we certainly don't have all the answers. And we've also given words that haven't yeah. come, but that doesn't, mean that we're not going to prophesy we're going to keep speaking the word of the lord and and i think hope that no matter the outcome that people will that the transference will be the love of god that they will know he loves them um so so i don't know if that answers some of your questions that's perfect because i think that one of the things i want i hope is that people who are listening to the podcast not only get to hear all the amazing stories you just shared but they also hear um, a, a quick personal struggle that helps people to understand, no, everyone goes through struggles when they're pursuing the prophetic. Yeah. There's things we just don't understand and that yeah. shouldn't press stop or that disappointment shouldn't turn into bitterness towards a gift, but it right. should turn into a place of like, okay, God, even in this, you'll be good to me. I love that. Even in this, mm-hmm. you'll be faithful. I'm going to keep Absolutely. my heart as wide open as I can. So thank you for sharing that. It's very personal. I so appreciate Absolutely. it. Well, you guys, I am so excited you were on today. And what's the best way for people to get a hold of your materials? And to listen, maybe even to the 30-part series that you released, that's amazing. Is it through northlandschurch.com? Yeah, they can go there or they can go to courses at north, courses.northlandschurch.com and there's a whole bunch of different courses that are available there. And if they uh, just write to us uh, at Greg or Michelle at Northlands Church, we'll give them a code and uh, they'll get a, a good discount on that. 
That's amazing. Thank you so much for being you know, on season four. And I'm so glad that people get to hear from a spiritual father and mother who've been in it for a long time, who are believing for so much more. Thanks, you guys, for being on today. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you. God has wired you for hearing his voice. And this isn't rocket science. Through my best-selling book, Translating God, I introduce a love-based approach to the revelation gifts like prophecy and words of knowledge, then bring you on a full circle journey biblically on how to practice these gifts right now in your life. Be your own best personal prophet and then have the authority from that place to speak to the world around you. We have an anniversary bundle available for you right now that you can get at our website at www.bullsministries.com. In this anniversary bundle, you're gonna get Translating God the book, Translating God the workbook, and also our brand new e-course that you're gonna love. We just made it really practical. It's gonna take you on the whole journey of how to translate God for you and the world around you. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening. 